Welcome to the What Are Poems podcast, the only poetry podcast not seeped in pretension. Hold on, I let the door open. Oh my god, the cats are going to get out. Holy hell. Oh man, my cats got loose. Holy hell. I was bringing in cases of water because uh, there's so much microplastics in the water in Wilkesbury that you uh, drink a credit card a week. If you touch the stuff. So I went and I got water. Hear me out. I'm out of breath. Holy hell. And the little cat, Elliot, the gray one, he's looking. He's kind of, you know, eyeing it up. I better get out there. So I, uh, and he's the adventurous one, you know. He's the Tommy Pickles cat. So I launched up just then. I ran over. I said, Elliot, get back. You know, like he was going like to get shot or something. Get back, Elliot, you know. I come around. I see Gert, my old cat, Gert. He's on the porch just looking out there. Like, oh, this is the outside. You've never let me out, Daddy. You know? Like a girl who's never cut her bangs. <laughs> You've never let me outside, Daddy. The wind feels nice. Holy shit. Man. I was fired up too already, you know? I don't I don't try to talk about anything on here ever. You know, I don't I don't dive too too deep into the politics. I mean I've said I think Trump's a Trump's an asshole, but is that really an opinion, you know? But man, it's been fucked up lately, right, out there? It's been odd. First thing was Mr. Potato Head. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of in the way where I just think, you know, just do the common sense thing, you know? They're putting Mr. Potato Head in one box with a mustache and lips in the same box, not because they're pro-trans or anything it's because they they don't they don't sell that many potato heads anymore when's the last time you saw a kid playing with this potato head he's got his ipod he's hooked to a computer in his brain he's gone virtual he's not touching the old spud they put it in one box and they say you know what we got this potato head in one box already let's make it about trans rights that'll get the liberals to start buying potato heads instead of uh teaching their kids through old vhs programs on their farms, their organic farms. Is that what the liberals are up to? On their organic farms, playing old VHS for their children? Here, watch this before the world was broken. Then the other day I wake up and they cancel Pepe Le Pew. They say that he's, uh... He's... The whole time since the 40s, Pepe Le Pew was going around, uh... causing rape culture. He caused it. He's the source. He started it up. He's why entitled white kids feel they can rape girls on college campuses. Pepe Le Pew. That's what's on their mind. Well, the skunk did it. Not because they've been entitled their whole friggin' lives. Rape culture's entitlement culture. Has nothing to do with the Looney Tunes. I watched the Looney Tunes my whole life. Never raped anybody. Never dropped an anvil on anybody's head. Nobody shot, never shot anybody in the face. You know? Never dug, a never, never dug a tunnel to China. Never teamed up with Michael Jordan in a basketball game. Threw down against a bunch of aliens. Never did it. Now, because everything's got to be, you know, how it is, now they're going to cancel Miss Piggy this afternoon. Get rid of her. Because she's abusive to Kermit the Frog. That used to be, that was comedy. That's what comedy is. Not to mention... Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog aren't real things. 
It's two guys with their hands up a puppet's ass, making it talk. There's a team of writers. They're not real. Pepe Le Pew's an animated character. He came from a pencil. These are real-life problems. And you're putting them on cartoon characters. There really is rape culture in America. It's not the skunk's fault. There really is an issue with people not understanding trans rights and that these are human beings. You don't solve it by putting your mustache and lips in the same potato head package. Whew. What do you think? What are poems? That's the real question here. Maybe we're getting too... Jeez, you know, they got me political now. I'm just trying to rest. I'm just trying to rest. And now they got me political. I'm sorry if you had to turn everything down because I was shouting. This is like the 32nd episode of the uh, What Are Poems podcast. Pretty good for us so far, I'd say. We're really coming along. Uh, which is nice. I don't think I ever did anything 32 times. <laughs> I never did anything 32 times that I liked. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We come back. I'll have our poet ready to go, and we'll be going. I think it's going to be... I can't even say his name. And it's so confusing. But we're going to get into it, I think. Rainer Maria Ralke. Ralke. I'll find out how to pronounce his name and tell you a whole bunch about him when we come back. Stay tuned, folks. Okay, I'm back. I'm going to get zen. I'm going to decompress. I'm going to get into some uh, Rainer Maria Wilke. I'm going to feel better. You know about this guy? He's a Bohemian Austrian poet and novelist. And he is considered the most lyrically intense of German language poets. He writes in a highly lyrical prose. His work's been described as mystical. He talks about disbelief, solitude, and anxiety. And they make and these themes that he chooses makes him a transitional figure between traditional and modernist writers. So he's right in between. He's the middle child of poetry. Wilke traveled extensively throughout Europe and his later years settled in Switzerland. Settings that were key to the genesis and inspiration of many of his poems. So uh shall we get in shall we get into him? Shall we get inside of Wilke? See what's going on. He's born to uh, he's born Rene, Carl, Wilhelm, Johann, Joseph, Maria, Wilke in Prague. Imagine that. What should we name the kid? Let's give him seven names to start. One, two, three, four, five, six names. Then of course Wilke. Rene, Carl, Wilhelm, Johann, Joseph, Maria, Wilke. He's born in Prague, the capital of Bohemia. His childhood and youth in Prague were not especially happy, because why would they be? And he's going to be a poet, you know? This is, this is all for good. My friend Bill one time said, you'd want to come back poor again, wouldn't you? I said, no. He goes, then you wouldn't be you. I said, you're right. We need that chip on our shoulder. Us creative types, you know? You don't hear about a lot of uh, rich, snooty people that uh, drank champagne and uh, dined on uh, 
fine caviar that went on to write significant novels and poetry. Uh, his father became a railroad official after an unsuccessful military career. And his mother, Sophie, came from a well-to-do Prague family who lived in a house on the river where Renee also spent many of his early years. The relationship between Sophie and her only son was colored by her mourning for an earlier child, a daughter who had died only one week old. During Wilkie's early years, Sophie acted as if she sought to recover the lost girl through the boy by treating him as if he was a girl. Very interesting. So, Wilkie's mother says, I've lost my daughter. You know, the sun's coming up. Bring him home some, bring him home some dresses. Bring him home some makeup. Uh, you know, let's, let's get, let's get him dressed up like the, like the woman, like the woman that I lost. He had to wear fine clothes and was the plaything of his mother like a big doll. That's disturbing, huh? That's a Lifetime miniseries right there. His parents' marriage failed in 1884, probably because the mother was dressing him up like a doll. His parents pressured the politic pressured the poetically and artistically talented youth into entering the military academy. Now that that works. Uh, in Lower Austria, which he attended from 1886 until 1891, when he left owning to illness. So, boy. Then he goes to a trade school for a little while and uh, finally gets into university in uh, 1896, where he studies literature, history, and philosophy. Why he's in? Why he's over there in the uh, in the college world? Of course, he meets and falls in, fell in love with the widely traveled intellectual woman of letters, Lou Andrus Salome, in 1897 in Munich. He changed his name from Renee to Rainer, at Salome's urging, because she thought the name to be more masculine, forceful, and Germanic. Lady smells like a Nazi. She says, "Hey, I know your parents dressed you up as a doll as a child and sat you on a shelf." So uh, I think you should get rid of that name, Renee, and become Rainer because it's more masculine. His relationship with this married woman, with whom he undertook two extensive trips to Russia, lasted to 1900s. Uh, she continued to be an uh, important confidant to him until the end of his life. Uh, she was a psychoanalyst who trained under Sigmund Freud. And she shared her knowledge of psychoanalysts with Wilkie. He takes a trip to Italy. To Moscow, he goes all over. And he stays at an artist colony. <clears throat> and his portrait is painted there by post-expressionist Paula Modersohn Becker. It was here that he got to know the sculptor Clara Westhoff, whom he married the following year. So he's kind of a ladies' man, right? Are we, are we getting that vibe? He's kind of an indie movie in motion. Who plays Lou Andrus Salome? Kate Winslet? <laughs> and Kate Winslet as Lou Andrus Salome. This is a Paul Dano role, if I, ever, if I ever heard of one. He starts writing poetry in Paris in 1802. Uh, and it becomes increasingly his main residence. He writes the, the, uh, the, the poems... New poems, famous for the Thing poems, expressing his rejuvenistic art vision. So how about a little, uh, a little new poem, Thing poems from Wilkie, 
I'm still shook up from the cats getting uh getting out. It was crazy. You know what I mean? You just don't expect it. You just don't expect your cats to be outside when they've been inside their whole lives. You know what I mean? Here's one from Wilkie. It's called Day in Autumn. After the summer's yield, Lord, it is time to let your shadows lengthen on the sundials, and in the pastures let the rough winds fly. As for the final fruits, coke them to roundness. Direct on them two days of warmer light, to hail them golden toward their term, and harry the last few drops of sweetness through the wine. Whoever's homeless now will build no shelter. Who lives alone will live indefinitely so. Walking up to read a little draft long letters and along the city's avenues, fitfully wander when the wild leaves loosen. Huh, I can see what they're saying about him being okay. Do we like him? Do we like Will K? How about Song of a Dwarf? Song of the Dwarf. Oh, you know what? Forget. Wait, this seems odd. Okay, let's do it. Maybe my soul is straight and good. But she's got to lug my heart, my blood. Which all hurts because it's crooked. Its weight sends her staggering. She has no bed. She has no home. She merely hangs on my sharp bones, flapping her terrible wings. And my hands are completely shot, shriveled, worn. Here, take a look at how they clamily, clumsily hop like rain-crazed toads. As for all the other stuff, it's all used up and sad and old. Why doesn't God haul me out of the muck and let me drop? It's because of my mug with its frowning mouth. So often I would itch to be luminous and free of fog. But nothing would approach except big dogs. And the dogs got zilch. And the dogs got zilch, he says. And the dogs got zilch. And the dogs got zilch. Dogs got zilch. I'm into it. Good one. Good one, uh, Will, Will K. Good one. Will K. He, of course, goes to the First World War, like all these poets do. And uh, shortly before his death, Wilkie gets diagnosed with leukemia. He suffers sores in his mouth, bad stomach and intestines. He has increasingly low spirits. One-eyed, he died in the arms of a doctor. On December 29th, 1926, he was buried on January 2nd, 1927, and he wrote his own epithet, which reads, Rose, O pure contradiction, desire to be no one's sleep beneath so many lids. A myth developed surrounding his death and roses. It was said, to honor a visitor, the Egyptian beauty Nimit Lo Bey, Wilkie gathered some roses from his garden. While doing so, he picked his hand on a thorn. The small wound failed to heal, grew rapidly worse. Soon his entire arm was swollen. His other arm became affected as well. And so he died. Good lord. Isn't life... You know, life's just... Wow. Sometimes I just go, what the hell? Here's this guy, gets dressed up as a doll by his mother, travels the entire world, writes poetry to some acclaim, and then... He dies like a horrible death with one eyeball. What is life? That's my next podcast. 
little heavy, a little heavy. When we come back, a poem by me. Let's try to lighten things up here. I'm right about when those cats almost got out just then. Here's my poem, and I don't think it, it, it really uh, hits right because of this odd day I'm having. Remember, you can submit your own poems to the podcast, the Leonard Poems podcast at gmail.com. And I really don't think I'm expressing what I'm trying to express here. It's called My Cats Just Got Out. My cats just got out. Oh, God, if I lose the cats, I'm a dead man. I mean the way that I'll feel dead inside because they are some of my few friends. And that my girlfriend will literally kill me when she comes home and I say the cats got out. Not because she will want to murder me, but because she loves the cats so much. That nervous feeling that someone might kill you for a mistake. That's my cats just got out. I don't think my girlfriend would actually kill me if the cats got out, but you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That someone would be so hurt and so angry if you let the cats out. That's where I'm at right now. That's my America that I'm living in. Fear. The cats are in, though. The cats aren't out. What brave, brave old girl Gert is. Gert's, like, old. Like, she's so old, I don't know where she came from or how old she is. She was just out there living, man, for a fragment for a fragment of a second. Here I am, world. Here's Gert, rusting in the sun. The birds have returned to Pennsylvania. Hey, have a glass of microplastics on me, Gert. Tonight and every night, right? Okay, remember, you can submit your own poems to the podcast at whatarepoemspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, peace and love, peace and love, beef jackie.